dog playing a guitar, instant hit. Well, I'm gonna talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands. I'm back, back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is this is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties. Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds. I'm looking for rhymes. Hello, and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how we've all got our fingers crossed that Oscar Isaac's second appearance in a Marvel property goes the way of Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan. I think it will. Those are pretty pretty solid paths to follow. It's weird that Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan were also both the Human Torch. Yeah. Uh Yeah. yeah. Is it the Human Torch curse? Have we started talking about that yet? Maybe. We just did, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's... That's it. <laughs> you put it out there. Put the X-Files theme on in the back. Well, and before anyone tries to um actually us, Oscar Isaac is also the voice of the cartoon Spider-Man 2099 in yep. uh, oh, yeah. Enter the Spider-Verse. So technically there's three there, but whatever. I just wanted to say it because someone's going to say it. Okay, as a recording, they just released the Moon Knight trailer and Oscar Isaac is starring as Moon Knight. We probably should set that up for people oh, yeah. who well, aren't nah, the four of us. They'll figure it out. His casting's cool. been known for a while. Hey, yeah. okay, um, so we like to joke about how things are bad, like a lot. Um, it seems just like every week on this show, yeah. we're, we're like, oh, pandemic, or oh, my favorite movie, Morbius, got delayed, or <laughs> oh, LOL, here, all I wanted was affordable and accessible health care, but I guess juicing the military budget is cool, too. You know, the things we joke about in this podcast. Lols. All those, all those hilarious goofs we make. Yeah. <laughs> Has every debate this episode of the year started in this way? Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. All of them. We've made the Morbius joke at least twice in three episodes. And we will continue. We will not stop. Well, the good news I have for at least everyone listening today is that we are kicking off February with a drastic swing in company morale thanks to our brand new No Bummers Program Committee. Corporate obviously cares a lot about your personal well-being, so we're choosing to focus on the subjectively good while ignoring the objectively bad, all through events that we've been told will raise company morale significantly. The No Bummers, wait, the No Bummers (laughs) Program Committee sounds like the anti-bullying seminar that i got signed up for when i was in middle school like that it's the 2022 version of the starfish club or whatever that shit was called yeah no that's that feels that right. just teaches bullies how to bully better <laughs> <laughs> hey listen bullies no bummers please <laughs> okay so as the inaugural chair of the debate this headquarters no bummers program committee or as we know it for short the dt exclamation point hq nbpc good i was given free reign over our budget that has historically been set aside for merit-based raises that is now exclusively funneled into programmatic efforts so the obvious choice was to use that entire budget to hire the team behind the Westminster Kettle Dog Show to host a debate this dog show. Perfect. It was the we had we had a few options. That was easily the best one. Now, the only catch is that you all have to bring your favorite video game dog to compete against your fellow coworkers. That and also you will not be paid for your time spent during the work at this event. <laughs> and since I'm the only member of the debate this team that actually has a pet dog in real life, 
I'm clearly the foremost judge of what in fact makes a good boy the goodest boy. Joining me today to trot around the event space, hoping their pup doesn't poop in the middle of the floor at the least opportune moment, is Matt the Bounty Hunter Cole, Andrew 3 Henderson, and Kyle Snoop Harper. Oh, uh, they all have dog in their name. They're all dog. They're all dogs. Except for that brief amount of time where Snoop was Snoop Lion and <laughs> yeah. and released a reggae album. Hey, that's a really good album. We're not it, here to talk about it today, it's but it's not, a really it's good not album. a bad reggae album. I, I don't know how to rank good and bad reggae album. Where does where is it closer to Henry Cavill or closer to Kingdom Hearts? Where does it land on the scale? <laughs> uh somewhere around like one piece? It's no, somewhere that was around, I don't remember. It's somewhere around Guy Fieri. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, with all that said, the first portion of the Debate This Headquarters No Bummers Program Committee's inaugural video game Goodest Boy Dog Show is the personal interview portion. Please. You know, everyone's favorite portion of a dog show. <laughs> Real talk. Have you guys ever watched like a dog show, like a full yes. ass dog show? Yes. Not start to finish. It's been on TV, like mm-hmm. while we clean the house for Christmas or oh, whatever sure. time of year the dog show happens. But I have not sat down and been like, I want to watch the opening ceremonies right. of the Westminster Kennel Dog Show. Maddie and her family watch it every year, and then they, oh like, God, talk yeah. about it for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know that people did that. I've never, I've never They might be the it. only people. It was, no, we, we watched it every year. It was always on, because it comes on right after the parade. It was right. always on. Yeah, and it was the thing to watch between the parade and the football. <laughs> Um, right. uh, funny, uh, so funny note. Um, one of my favorite movies, my dad and I, both my favorite movies growing up, uh, was Best in Show. Oh, uh, yeah. Christopher Guest's Best in Show. Mm-hmm. So we would watch the Westminster Dog Show, expecting it'd be like fun, like Best in Show, sure. and they'd be like, "This is boring," and then just watch <laughs> Best in Show. <laughs> Matt, you looked confused when he said Best in Show. It's the same guy who made Spinal Tap, but it's. A mockumentary about a dog show. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That answers any question I could have possibly had. Fantastic movie. It's still to this yeah. day one of my favorite Very, well. very hilarious. Well, and while we're doing this, there actually is a Netflix documentary about people who do the cat show circuit. And that it has awesome. seen. Yeah, it's, it's actually <laughs> super worth Largely watching. Largely because my aunt toured the cat show oh scene God. for a while uh, and still raises some show cats. All right. Well, this is a weird aside. Let's set some parameters here. I've said goodest boy multiple times, but the gender of your dog, if they even have a gender they identify with, I guess, is irrelevant in this competition today. All dogs are good boys if they indicate their desire to be classified as such. Now, since I've given you part of the prompt, go ahead, please introduce your doggo to the panel of esteemed judges, including what video game they are from and some of the things that make them unique and a contender for the goodest boy. Boy in this sense is spelled B-O-I and is is a genderless term. Much like the skater, it, it could be really anyone who identifies yes. in yeah. any way. We are all of us the skater boy. And we will say, see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Yeah, Todd, I have to be honest with you. I'm not really much of a dog guy. I never have been. It's a good start. In fact, in researching for today's episode, I realized that I can count literally on one hand the number of games that i have played that actually feature a dog that said yeah i feel like there's a lot and that really surprising well when you don't play a lot of rpgs you miss out on a lot of canine dogs and video games the dog to rpg ratio 
it's high yeah it's really high yeah. that's fair yeah okay. and i mean like if you count all the individual pokemon <laughs> games anyway all right we're not doing this that said way way back in 1996 i picked up my very first video game and man's best friend was there to greet me todd meet me at the mario brothers meet me at the duck hunt meet me at the combination <laughs> mario brothers duck hunt Way back in 1984, the world was introduced to Duck Hunt Dog, and he has been a staple of the gamer zeitgeist ever since. He's a faithful hunting dog, a quick-witted comedian, and above all, he's immortal. And that's why I have brought him to the video game dog show today. I'll be curious for you to show your work later on in the episode. Yeah, same. I have, let me count them, one, two, three, I know. four different sure. wikis open about <laughs> Duck Hunt Dog. I'm ready. Zero surprise here. All right, so you have brought us a dog that by my math is 38 years old. Yes, and he is immortal and will never die. Hold on, hold on. How old is, how old is that in dog years? Yeah, that's what I'm curious for. 200 and... 30 266 that was close that wasn't that close um all right well i look forward to hearing more about your immortal hunting dog um andrew what about you who who is this fine specimen you brought to us today well todd and other judges of the debate this inaugural dog show i i'd like you all to meet angelo angelo is a black tricolor long-coated australian shepherd now First things first, I know that Angelo is traditionally a masculine name, but this particular pup identifies as female. So, despite being only a few years old, Angelo has already lived a few full life. She's been an accomplice to a train heist, inducted into a militaristic war magic academy as an honorary cadet, and has been a part of not one, but two failed assassinations of a major head of state. <laughs> I, is this, yeah. Is this- I don't- is this Final Fantasy, Andrew? <laughs> I don't like the way so... you said assassination of major heads of state like a good thing. Hmm. Well, when the major head of state is an evil sorceress bent on taking over the world using a fascist state, it's not bad. Okay, all right. Well, it's, it's anti-fascist, and that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Angelo is remarkably anti-fascist, believe it or not. Angelo Antifa confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo is so anti-fascist, she's even been to space and to and from an apocalyptic pocket dimension ruled by a megalomaniacal sorceress who transcends time and reality, who also might be the future daughter of a previous owner. Question mark? Now, you keep going. Yeah, so let me, I'll uh, I'll, I'll give you the the highlights here. So Angelo is best known as Renoa's faithful companion from Final Fantasy VIII. We're doing a Final Fantasy, boys! we We got that. As Angelo... Fought God with the power of friendship. Is that what you're going to tell us here today? Not only has Angelo fought God with the power of friendship, Todd, Mm -hmm. Angelo has exploded God with the power of friendship. All right. Yeah, and I will show my work later on in the episode. (laughs) So we have Renoa. Renoa is one of the six playable party members who joins Squall in his quest to stop the invading Galbanium Empire from taking over the world. Final Fantasy VIII followed in the footsteps of the massively successful Final Fantasy VII in many ways. One specific way is that it took the limit breaks. And everybody knows about the limit breaks. These are the big flashy moves. We have talked about, and even Matt knows about Omni Slash, which is what Cloud does in Final Fantasy VII. It's the big, he hits the uses the sword like thousands of times 
and he does it in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, that's it. There it is. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why do I know? I don't think I, I know. I just, I just listened to our Kingdom Hearts episode, which we referenced that. Huh. That's all. All right. Yeah. For anybody else who doesn't know, uh, Limit Breaks are kind of these like super limited but very, very powerful moves that you can do uh, in most Final Fantasy games among your normal actions. In seven, you had to you had to power up a limit break meter over the course of several battles. In Final Fantasy VIII, it was more of like a thing that would proc. So like the less health you had, the more higher chance that your uh, your limit break would proc. And every character has their own like individual unique series of limit breaks. Renoa's happens to be all related to her dog Angelo. And then throughout the game, you can give Angelo. Uh, more and more tricks or teach more and more tricks to Angelo. But Angelo only be begins the game with only uh, moves called Angelo Cannon and Angelo Rush. <laughs> and those are kind of the OG ones. And then you get more tricks as the game goes on. And we will get into that momentarily. <laughs> so oftentimes, I, I mean, it's, I, I assume it's known that trainers will sometimes lie about the pedigree of their mm -hmm. of their dog. Sure. I've seen it happen. Matt has brought us an immortal hunting dog. Mm -hmm. Andrew has brought us a dog that has fought God. Kyle, I is that a guitar on the back of your dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd judges. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in. There's a dog man sitting next to me playing some <laughs> sick ass tunes on his acoustic guitar. <laughs> so I present today the Jack Russell Terrier hit maker from the Animal Crossing series KK Slider. Uh, one of two video game dogs made famous by their musical prowess. K.K. Slider is here to drop some sick beats and hit you with his moody tunes and win over the judges with his musical ability. Kyle, is the other dog Parappa the Rapper? It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a good long time. I was like, what other famous... Music. Oh no! And now all that's stuck it's in my head is probably. is kick punch. Punch. Oh. It's all in the mind. <laughs> Boy. Um. Well, what what an exceptional group of pooches we have here today. Just really something special. You know, after a, a brief series of pokes and prods from our judges, it is now time for the special talents portion of this week long eight a.m. to eight p.m. Remind you, unpaid event. What special talents does your dog have, and how will you be putting them on display today? Well, Todd, lucky for you and the other judges of the debate, this exclamation point headquarters, no bummers program committee, parenthesis, <laughs> inaugural video game, goodest boy really dog good. show. Mm -hmm, yes. Oh, boy. It's on our name tag. Rolls, you just rolls have to right squint. off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a one breather for sure. The font is very small. Anyway, luckily for you, I have brought a dog with really applicable skills. You know, this is a dog that you can take out hunting and will outperform any other hunting dog. And that's for a couple of reasons. Reason one, experience. This is the most experienced hunting dog, at least that I know of in video games. I have not found any other hunting dogs in video games more experienced than the duck hunt dog. He's phenomenal at catching any duck that you might shoot out of the sky. Why, you ask? It's hyperspeed. My dog has hyperspeed. If you have ever played the Duck Hunt games, you know, game B, or is it game C? I don't remember. One of the two Duck Hunt game modes has two ducks flying out of the grass at the same time, right? So, like, 
two ducks come up at once. It's really hard. It's really hard. It gets really fast. We're talking NES level hard, hard ass games, right? If you shoot both of those ducks, duck hunt dog picks both ducks up immediately. Now a normal dog could not get both of those ducks in the shot of two single bullets. <laughs> it's a very fast dog. And that's pretty incredible. But what I really want to talk to you about isn't just his duck hunting process. Is it how he makes you feel bad when you miss? Is it how he, he laughs at mm. you tauntingly when you don't shoot the yeah. duck? Because that's no, what actually, I remember yeah, from Duck Hunt man's Dog. Man's best friend indeed. It's actually his fighting ability. I was going to talk about his fighting ability. <laughs> because <laughs> Duck Hunt Dog, not only is he a great duck hunter and a great hyperspeed dog, he's also in <laughs> Super Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate and has interdimensional summoning. What? I hear you asking, why does the duck hunt dog have interdimensional summoning? Why does the duck hunt dog have interdimensional summoning? I don't know the answer to why. I just know that he does. He actually summons characters from other games into his world. It's crazy. There weren't many games that actually came out for the NES Zapper, but of the five, Duck Hunt Dog has the ability to magically summon items from two of them, both Hogan's Alley and Wild Gunman, when he can make a can appear out of nowhere, break the fourth wall, and have shots from the NES Zapper enter his dimension and blow that can around the screen. <laughs> or he can just pop up the gunman from Wild Gunman to shoot his opponents. Literal interdimensional summoning. Now... I hear you saying, well, okay, sure your dog has hyperspeed, sure your dog's a great duck hunter, but that interdimensional summoning, that's not really the dog skill, that's just other people showing up. <laughs> what I really want to talk to you about today, judges, is the fact that the duck hunt dog is immortal. And you all know that the duck hunt dog is immortal. Kyle and Andrew referenced it a minute ago, when you miss a duck and the duck hunt dog pops up to laugh at you, you shoot that dog. Everybody shot the duck hunt dog once before. He cannot die. He is incapable of dying. Matt, all you have proven is that he is impervious to bullets. This does not, not prove is, his immortality. Yeah. You think that, Kyle and Andrew. You think that he's impervious to bullets. He's not. Because in the 1985 versus Duck Hunt arcade cabinet, you could shoot the dog. You could shoot the dog in the bonus levels and it would immediately end the bonus levels and he would come out with gunpowder on his face and a leg in a cast and walking on crutches and he would say, ouch, shoot the ducks, not me. <laughs> but he would come back immediately. So he's like Daffy Duck powers. He's, yeah, he's a Looney Tune. He's got yeah, Looney yeah. Tunes powers. Yeah, okay. which is immortality. It, it isn't uh, not. Notes? Can you I, look at me and tell sure. me that it's not? So okay, so here's the important question: Does does Duck Hunt Dog get entered in the the sporting category, the working <laughs> category, or the hyperspace category? Uh, I gotta be honest; I don't know enough about dog shows to answer that question. My case dismissed. <laughs> uh, the the inaugural uh, year of this competition is all just open category. We do look forward to having more specific categories that will take up more of your non paid work hours in the future. Yay! Excellent. <laughs> all in the all in the name of raising morale here at Debate This Headquarters. 
Anything else for for Matt's I, hyperspace? I, I've got I've got nothing. Pervious <laughs> metal Dracula dog. I, I'm not gonna give you anything better. So, <laughs> well, good because you're up next. Right. So this is well and great. We might. It's it's cool that Matt brought a hunting dog that is also an inter, inter, interplanetary <laughs> interplanar being, like a, a trickster god. I would assume uh, it, it's yeah, not one, a dog, one, but, one a, could but a deity of some sort. Now. Sure, and trickster gods are great, but one thing that they don't—they ha- aren't—are explosive. Now, let's talk about being lined with explosives to deal extra damage to your foes. First of all, Todd, I am so glad that this year's dog show finally, finally broke down and and started incorporated a marksmanship event. Well, it's our first year, so yeah. Well, I look. I'm I'm just I'm very grateful. I would love to show off Angelo's bread and butter trick, which is the Angelo cannon. <laughs> I'll just I'll I'll show you right now. It's it's really I'm, easy. I'm looking so at your submission do... form and it just said you're going to do Angelo cannon and we don't know yeah. what that means. <laughs> is this so, a short walk to a red rocket joke? Are we gonna get a red <laughs> rocket joke on this podcast? No. No, we're not doing that. Uh, so I'll, I'll show you. So all I have to do is whistle for Angelo, and then I'm gonna hold, extend my left arm out got my left arm fully extended like someone uh, with hold, a hawk like someone with a hawk right. i put my right arm over top of my left arm um and then i just wait and i wait for a few seconds and then angelo comes out from uh i assume a pocket dimension and uh leaps right over my head and lands right on my fully extended arm now for a second just forget for a second that she is a 50 to 65 pound australian shepherd just pull that from the back mm-hmm. of your mind for for just a moment <laughs> So, uh, judges, if you would please uh, raise the target. Uh, we have uh, the, yep, it is, it is raised. So I will now fire Angelo from my arm like a crossbow. Please, please make sure that the target upon which I'm firing is not near anything flammable because it will explode. The decorations committee has worked very hard on the paper mache dog behind you, but we'll move that. We'll make sure that's out of the way. So, uh, so Angelo Cannon is uh, like I noted the 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 kind of the first attack that you get, and uh, literally Renoa shoots Angelo, launches her from her or launches her from her arm, and he just and he gets fired in like a missile into the monsters and explodes <laughs> with a bunch of damage. The dog explodes. <laughs> yeah, the dog is fine. He just like like he's he just he just explodes and then he's he reforms. I think she <laughs> is your dog also immortal. I think is what I'm getting at is I I am also an interdimensional being. Cool. I guess that, uh, I mean we're in the same category. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So we're apples to apples, baby. Uh, so let me talk to you about my next my my personal favorite of Angelo's tricks, which is the Angelo strike. Now I I do want to clear be clear that Angelo is 100% friendly and perfectly harmless, but if she does sense a threat, she won't hesitate to grab the threat with her teeth, leap 20 feet up into the air perform three successive somersaults in the air, and then suplex that threat back down to the ground. (laughs) Fortunately for your judges, Angelo is also medically trained, so she can administer first aid through Angelo Recover, or even bring bring back people from the dead using Angelo Reverse. So not only is she an interdimensional being, but also an interdimensional medic and an interdimensional necromancer. Um, I have one more. (laughs) Guys... These were supposed to be dogs, not not deities. I thought I was going to be the weird deities. one. I thought we were going to get Rush, like Mega Man's dog. I thought we, um, I don't know. I thought we were going to get the dog from Fable. 
I oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah, it would have been a good one. I yeah. also maybe thought like when you said Final Fantasy initially, I thought maybe we get Red Thirteen as a dog because we've made that argument before. I think Reverse saying it was a cat. Not I a don't dog, remember. But that's fine. Neither are what you and Matt brought though. Yeah. Anyway, nope. Andrew, what else? The the judges yeah. are they their hair is blown back from all the explosions <laughs> that have happened on the field. Continue. Well, let me minister a little aid. So the one of the last things, one of my one of the best things, one of the most impressive things that Angelo can do is a little thing we call Invincible Moon. Uh, so I do this thing where I put a little treat, little treat on Angelo's nose, and she, she bites it off, and then she leaps into space and channels the power of the moon. <laughs> what? <laughs> she channels the power of the moon, Matt, and and by doing so, that makes me and all my friends temporarily invincible. So. You're now invincible because of the moon. <laughs> I knew that I came here today to walk a strange line between like what really is a dog. I did not expect anyone to be to the left of my line, let alone the far left of my line, Andrew. Well, that's what they call me, Andrew Far Left of the Line Henderson. <laughs> I, I did put a link to the Angelo Strike GIF. It's amazing. <laughs> it is just a combination it's of really good. Kirby's backwards throw and his up throw combined into one thing. But it's a dog. It's it's a literal <laughs> suplex. There's a YouTube video I linked in the in the Google Doc uh, right under, and it shows it showcases all these fun, fun attacks. The last one though is a secret. That's the real coup de gras, which we will get to. A little later. <laughs> Great. Uh, Kyle, the judges are currently cleaning up a lot. There's a lot of debris. There is currently... Yeah, we exploded a lot of people, yeah, our, unfortunately. Our, our, ceiling, um, our ceiling was more just a big drop ceiling in this uh, this hall that we had been in, and it's there's just pieces it's of it are missing gone a now. lot. Just yeah. foam and, and plaster everywhere. But we would love to we would love to see what what uh, your your pup KK Slider has brought today. For Good the news, portion. Todd. No explosions. No gunfire. No <laughs> no suplexing other demons or deities. Uh, no. So KK Slider, when he's when it is his time to take the stage, the stage will go dark. Will go black except for one lone spotlight on a small wooden stool, and KK Slider will walk out. And um, if you guys will listen to the link I put here in the show notes, maybe this will play during the podcast if Nintendo doesn't copyright strike us um, and just plays a nice, a nice little jazz set for you first on his guitar. KK Jazz is what he, what he calls this song. Um, very popular in whatever you named your town or island in Animal Crossing. It's one of the most popular songs in whatever you named your island or town in Animal Crossing. Is it Butt Island? It was one of the most popular songs on Butt Island, can confirm. But as he starts to wrap that, as, as he starts to wrap KK Jazz up, he's going to take out two turntables, Todd, and play you a remixed DJ ver, uh, dance hall version of KK Jazz. Because not only does KK Slider play the acoustic guitar like a mofo, he is also a sick ass beat maker. And spins the turntables. So he's gonna he's gonna turn his acoustic set into a DJ dance set before he goes into some of his more popular, less official covers of actual pop songs that you can find on Spotify um, under his alias Clay Case Lighter, which I've also <laughs> linked to in our show notes. 
<laughs> is KK Slider just Reggie Watts? Are Reggie Watts and KK Slider the same? <laughs> Probably. I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. Not impossible. It's reasonable. Argument. That's good enough for me. That's it, Todd. No, no interdimensional travel. No getting launched out of a, a wrist-mounted dog launcher and suplexing <laughs> demons. No summoning cowboys, I guess. Cowboy outlaws. None of that. <laughs> also, you're going to get cowboys in the room. Just Where do you get your cowboys, Kyle? Just some, just some dope tunes and some sick beats for the judges today, Todd. Todd, okay, I need to know, as a competitor in this dog show... How you're gonna handle the judging in this situation? Because clearly, yeah. Andrew and I are in one category, and Kyle is in another category. Yeah. I think Andrew I, and I the same question. How is KK Slider gonna perform in the arena function of the, <laughs> the arena portion of the dog show? Well, Andrew, you'd be pleased to know KK Slider does appear in Super Smash Brothers as well, and does some does contribute to the combat in Super Smash Bros. If anything, one could argue that the scene, the level he's on, he stands in the background impervious to anyone's attacks. Yeah. Which could lead to the lore that K.K. Slider could also be an immortal <laughs> multi-planner being. Yeah, he has his own stage in Super Smash Bros. where he serenades the, the com- combatants to his pleasure. As they compete for his pleasure, he, he plays some lovely <laughs> tunes behind them. So uh, K.K. Slider is also no stranger to combat. But that is not what he came here to do today, because he doesn't need to prove himself in that arena. I'm just saying he's evolved past past combat. Yes. Yeah. Kyle, are you <laughs> saying that K.K. Slider is Jeff Goldblum's character from Thor Ragnarok? Is that what you're saying? I'm not not saying that. <laughs> the judges cannot uh, cannot elaborate further on how we will be judging combat versus magic. Um, that was not a the rubric is is hastily thrown together. I'll send you some research, Todd. Just check your email. Fair. It's a four hundred seventy-six-page thesis. <laughs> well, the the final event, or at least the most important and fun event in any dog show, is of course the agility course. Since your pups are all top-tier video game purebreds, we've added the hardest challenges that you could imagine to the traditional agility course. So that means we included slightly taller inclines. And way more of those, <laughs> way more of those zigzag pole things that it's really cool to see dogs run in and out of. It is really cool to see yeah. dogs run out of. Because I know no pet I've ever like had in my life could ever do that. Yeah. So here's the question: How will your pooch specifically excel in the agility portion of this multi-week dog show that has taken you away from your family, friends, and all others that you love? Well, Todd, I have great news because the duck hunt dog is going to be the most agile dog we're going to see at the competition today. Disagree. Largely, largely, (laughs) excuse me, my turn, sir. Largely because of his experience being agile. This is a duck retrieving dog. He is used to jumping into tall grass, zigging and zagging to scare ducks up in the air, and then catching them when they fall. That is his gift. And like I said, He does have hyper speed. He can seemingly zip from one side of the screen to the other in no time at all. I mean, he is incredibly agile. But if at any point this agility competition gets a little bit too tough and Duck Hunt Dog really needs to kick it into overdrive, good news, Todd. Duck Hunt Dog can summon the power of duck. And he's going to use the power (laughs) of duck to get through this agility course 
what's the power of duck, you may ask? Well, those familiar with Duck Hunt Dog in Super Smash Brothers, either Smash 4 or Smash Brothers Ultimate, will know that Duck Hunt Dog's up smash or up special is his ability to fly with the power of duck. Duck grabs hind ends, haunches. Duck flies holding haunches of dog, sets dog down. Power of duck. My dog is experienced, agile, has hyper speed, and also can summon the power of duck. Now, hold on. Hold on. I, everything else I buy, the interdimensional travel, the interplanar existence, of the hyperspeed. Why wouldn't you? I accept that completely without restriction. I cannot accept the fact that you are claiming the duck hunt duck along with the duck hunt <laughs> dog as a package deal as though they were some sort of This is a dog cat competition, dog. not yeah. a duck and dog competition. Yeah. That is a really reasonable thing. Uh, and I understand <laughs> Thank that. you. But what I want to say, and, and let me ask this question just to clarify, I assume that we are having this competition in the States. Like this is an American thing that we're doing. Well, yeah, the debate this headquarters is located in the continental U.S., though, for tax purposes, we are located outside of the U.S. But yeah, <laughs> I, was, this yeah competition... I, was, I always assume we're in international waters. <laughs> yeah. OK, well, it's it's. It's important. What country are we in? Be specific. Uh, I, I think I think this is our, our Midwest American uh, satellite campus. Yeah. But but our doing business location is Guam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, then I would like to quote to you a section from trivia on SSBWiki.com slash duck underscore hunt. Duck hunt is the only character to have a name difference in English between the NTSC and PAL regions, meaning that in America, the Duck Hunt dog, his name is Duck Hunt, their name is Duck Hunt, for they are legion and they are many, Duck Hunt <laughs> is the name of both the duck and the dog. Now, if we were doing this competition overseas a hive mind? in the UK, in the UK, they're called Duck Hunt Duo, and they're referred to as two separate people, but here in America... Both duck and dog no. are duck hunt. No, this that is not a technical. No. This technicality does no. not let you slide a duck into our dog competition, Matt. Okay, you're not the judge. Todd is the judge, <laughs> and I have a source. No, you don't. That's not a source. <laughs> Banjo Kazooie works the same way, and Kazooie lives in a backpack, and those are two separate entities. Not according to debate this canon. When we did the horror episode, oh, shit, and you talked did. about Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> you said they were the same. I did say that. You're right. You're right. I rest my case. <laughs> well, ding, dang, damn it, dang, damn it. Now you got me on that one. <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> The power of duck, Todd. You, you caused this, Todd. Yes, you um, allowed this to happen. It's the power yeah. of duck. Yeah. So, okay, duck hunt is is both zigging and zagging with power of duck. Uh, I think so, listeners. If you're in our Patreon and you have access to these show notes, the only lead in that Matt gave us as to what he was about to say was with the power of duck, and that left a lot to be you know interpreted. But however, it was also a concise answer. I knew what I was doing here today. <laughs> Um, um, Andrew, how will, how will your dog Angelo be handling the little ziggy zaggy poles? Well, I can tell you two things. It's going to be more effective than Matt's answer. 
Whatever. The second thing is, you're not going to like it. <laughs> Perfect. Judges cannot so, wait. Warning you up yeah. front, you're not going to be happy with what I'm saying. You're, you're not. We're not going to be in a better position, you and I. Okay, so let me answer by showing off Angelo's top tier trick. This is, this is her coup de grace. This is the thing that we've been waiting for. It's called Wishing Star. And Todd, you might want to step back because Angelo's going to need a little bit of runway so that she can reach the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna call I'm gonna whistle for my dog. She's here. I'm gonna put I'm gonna place again, I'm gonna place a little treat on her nose. She can go bite that down. And oh now I'm riding the dog. I'm riding the dog. I'm actively riding the dog. Um I should also note that this is the same dog who just moment, moments ago was perched on my left arm like yeah, a, I had- <laughs> like a like a Yu-Gi-Oh dueling disc. We we do have we, our physics expert on staff uh, is is currently trying to run the uh... well they're they're not going to have a good time because what's going to happen next is now that Angel I have mounted Angelo Angel's going to going to go ahead and tear the fabric of reality as we know it as the two of us are propelled into space I'm watching the video and I hate it <laughs> <laughs> so as we gain enough momentum by slingshot slingshotting off other planets gravity Angelo and I are going to form into a massive ball of fire blazing across the night sky we'll then zoom back and forth as a literal comet dealing successive hits for maximum damage of 9999 over and over again so yeah you ask me how angelo is going to navigate the little zigzag poles angelo can turn into a comet and travel at the speed of light or faster than light fast enough to tear a space in in space tear a hole into space time andrew you have done an amazing job proving angelo's top speed in a dead heat (laughs) <laughs> However, this is a agility contest and a zigzag. It's an acceleration, not a top speed argument. Yes. Can can Angelo hit those speeds stopping, changing direction, moving a few feet, stopping, changing direction repeatedly? My answer is yes. My answer is yes, but to be fair, provided that I can find the November issue of Pet Pals. I don't what? know what. Well, I don't know what that is. I didn't explain. I didn't explain. <laughs> that's how you get Angelo the limit break attacks in Final Fantasy how, VIII. And, I probably okay, should have set that set up. Time out. <laughs> Andrew Henderson, how on earth would the other three people in this podcast or even listeners know that? I should have set that. That's on me. I should have set that up earlier. <laughs> you got me. Uh, you got me. Uh, you got me on one technicality. Only one. I'm going to go fly <laughs> out in my lot. comet dock. <laughs> Kyle, as we we have to set back up the agility little cones, they they have been knocked it, over. It's been you, hit by a comet you, dog. If, yeah. if you can believe that, um, but but we are interested to see how how KK Slider does handle the agility course. Todd, he's the only bipedal dog in this competition. I think <laughs> I think he can handle zigzagging through some some s- constructed sticks um, pretty well, better than your average quadpedal dog because he's only got two of those legs to to navigate through the agility portion that was a very good response like you can do it you can do it agi- a dog's agility course pretty well todd because you're only on two legs and and a human uh kk slider's got half that he's on two legs and can juke around a little bit he's got he's got some moves he's a performer he knows how to he knows how to get around He's not summoning. He's not falling from outer space at the speed of light in a comet. I'll give you that. But but he's got only, he's only got two legs, so he can he can move around a little easier than your average dog. <laughs> Go whoop. 
my my mental oh. image right now is KK Sliders at the NFL Combine, and he's doing the step through like ladder agility test. See, I'm more imagining he's doing like Michael Jackson esque dance moves through mm, your agility yeah. test because because he's a performer. He knows how to put on a good show. Todd, he's been doing this a while. That makes sense. Watch out that you don't trip and fall into the blackness of space. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we put a cone in front of it so no one goes over there. Cool. Well, this is this is all a lot a lot different and sometimes not different, but also very different takes on the agility course. We do have one additional uh, measurement here in making this choice today, and that is the the fact that. So it's important to know whoever wins today, both the employee and their dog, um, if they take top on- top honors, they will be leaving with some sort of a gift. And so for the employee that wins this year, they're given the opportunity to wear jeans on Friday. Uh, for the dog that wins this year, they will be, if they win this year's competition, they will be receiving a prize package including a deluxe pup day spa, uh, a year's supply of premium doggy kibble, and perhaps most importantly, a sponsorship with a major name brand to be featured in this year's non-denominational winter holiday commercial. So, the super secret bonus question, pitch to me, what is the heartwarming winter holiday commercial that your dog will be featured in, and what brand will you be partnering with? And we will get all those answers when we return from the break. Hey, are you ready for Mephisto to be in this show? Because he's going to be in this show. <laughs> From the nerds at Debate This comes The Ploos is Loose, a podcast where we break down every episode of the latest MCU shows being aired on Disney+. Dottie was going to be the embodiment of Mephisto. I feel very strongly that whether it was Mephisto... I do not think this is Mephisto. This is Mephisto. I, Mephisto. You, Mephisto. I'm going to keep saying Mephisto. I'm Mephisto. Shards of Mephisto. Mephisto. It's Mephisto. <laughs> How many times can we say Mephisto in this podcast each week we talk through plot details easter eggs and our own predictions for how the shows will end her husband who she talks about but we've yet to see is Ooh, yeah likely going to be mephisto be she me mephisto the mailman is mephisto everyone is mephisto <laughs> mephistology the study of mephisto okay so let's talk about this mephisto bit schindler's mephisto find us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you download podcasts what we didn't get were any mephisto sightings I'll be at the bar drinking a beer and waiting for Mephisto to show up. All right, and we are back. So as a reminder, uh, the pitch we're going for for the super secret bonus question is you are pitching to me what is the heartwarming holiday commercial that you believe your dog should be featured in and what brand will they be partnering with in this commercial? We'll go ahead and start with Matt. All right, we open a snowy morning in the woods. Behind a man in a tree stand, we see the dawning sun begin to break through the trees. Voiceover. This holiday season, think about the ones that mean the most to you. Remember who's been by your side for all your greatest adventures. A deer walks out of the bushes and gently lowers its head to nibble on the grass. Cut back to the man. Think about the one who's always there when you need them. Gunshot. Deer runs away. Dog pops out of bushes. Laughing. <laughs> this holiday season, buy your best friend something nice. Man buys a new flannel sweater for the dog. Oh, and get something for him too. Dog in line holding practice target in his teeth. Bass Pro Shop. Visit the third largest pyramid in the world. 
Matt, that was a that was a pretty good Sam Elliott. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Thanks. Was Sam really Elliott good. was exactly what I was going for. Yeah, we could we could tell. It was pretty good. I didn't have a great bit. I just really wanted to mention that Bass Pro Shop is the third largest pyramid. It is the third largest is, pyramid. Yep. If you if you are a frequent consumer of Funhouse in their YouTube channel, um one of their one of their cast members often talks about the Bass Pro Shop pyramid. But it's Bass Pro Shop. That's the that's the whole commercial. Yeah. Thanks. Got it. Makes sense. Um nice. Andrew, what about what about your commercial? So our commercial, our, our kind of vibe here is we're going to do like a pastiche of other Christmas holiday classics, uh, but featuring Angelo and some of the different tricks that she can do. Uh, so, you know, the first scene will have like Ralphie from Christmas Story, uh, but instead of firing the Red Rider BB gun, he's firing Angelo on his arm. And <laughs> we see we see a Red Rider BB gun in the trash. Uh, it's never been used. And he shoot, he fires Angelo at the target, and she just comes right back, and he doesn't shoot his eye out. In the next scene, <laughs> we see. In the next scene, we see the Grinch, kind of or float, you know, driving away with all the presents from Whoville. But wait, who's that? It's Angelo. She grabs the the, the Grinch and the entire sleigh and suplexes him back down to the ground. Catches the Grinch. Yep. In yep. The act. <laughs> we we got it. She saved Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is the Grinch dead after that suplex? <laughs> Do we watch well, the Grinch to, die on screen? You'll you'll have to film the you'll have to buy the rights to the commercial and then find out. Um, in the next scene, we see Angelo uh, slowly walk up to this very sickly looking child. It's Tiny Tim from a Christmas uh, Carol. Does yep. she suplex yep. Tiny Tim? She doesn't suplex <laughs> Tiny Tim. She uses her healing powers. <laughs> Angelo recovered to heal Tiny Tim. He <laughs> looks at Angelo and he throws. Throws his crutches away. And he, <laughs> he runs off joyously. And then the last scene, we see Angelo leap up into the air and appear in a freeze frame in front of the moon. And we introduce the only brand that's insane enough to match a dog who can break the f- fabric of reality and turn into a little comet, which is, of course, Moon Pies. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. <laughs> wow. I don't know what to say to you. I don't I don't know what what makes you this way. Did you did you want one more? The ju- no, the judges have glazed over eyes. <laughs> Kyle, what what is your what is your pitch for a commercial for KK Slider? Okay, Todd. KK Slider is going to join the the ranks of esteemed musicians Willie Nelson Snoop Dogg and Melissa Etheridge and launch a, a marijuana strain this holiday season. <laughs> so our ad is going to be is going to start out by playing uh, KK Reggae. If you all could could play that on your computers, get a put you in the mood. And it's just gonna it's gonna pan through a dark room, a, a dark smoke filled room. You hear the sounds of of KK Reggae playing and a lighter. Lighten up a nice, a nice blunt, and with just the simple, the the soft music and the simple message of "chill out this holiday season" with KK Kush, fade <laughs> K. to black. K. Uh, okay. First off, Kyle really like the idea. Really like KK Reggae. But... Don't so much like that. KK Kush is KKK. We don't need to focus on that, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 
branding can make it look different. Yeah, the, yeah, the branding okay. it, it'll all it'll all come out in the branding. KK Kush, this holiday season. Well, you have all given the judges a lot to think about. Now, before they make their final decision, they they're going back to the to the area behind the curtain where the judges are. You each are given an opportunity to like poke your head back and say one more thing to the judges to make them think that maybe one more time to try and sell your dog as the best the best dog. So give go ahead and give me your your quick pitch of a closing statement that you scramble to say to the judges as they are tallying their scorecards. Uh, hey, vote for my dog, or he's going to laugh at you. Doesn't feel good. Trust me. Um, vote for my dog, or he'll turn into a comet and probably destroy the universe. Um, K.K. Slider is just, he's just going to play Bubblegum K.K., which is um, agreed upon to be the best song in his library. And the judges aren't going to vote for the other two dogs because this song is so good. Well, this is wonderful. What you three have done here. The judges feel great about what has happened here. Um, while the judges tally their scores and ponder for their lives, um, go ahead and give each other some good vibes. Yeah. Wow. What a day, huh? What, what a, a thing we have done. <laughs> Andrew, follow me along on this because it's going to end in a compliment, I promise. Um, Got it. So I was listening to another podcast this week that was talking about animal companions in folklore. And they got into this discussion of the difference between an animal companion and an animal sidekick. That being basically that an animal companion doesn't really talk to you. You have like, you know, your own nonverbal communication. You have a pet like bond, but there isn't a level of sentient communication there. Whereas a sidekick is more of somebody who or an animal that talks to you, right? Well, Kyle and I both brought animals with a certain level of sentience that <laughs> sure. I don't think Angelo really has. And I think that's important because I think you're the only one who brought a dog to be a in a dog, up dog show. A straight up dog. <laughs> it's weird that mine is the only real do actual dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's as weird as you two. <laughs> I think in the order of actual dogs, it goes you, me, Kyle, which doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't. It <laughs> nope, super doesn't. Sure doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little weird, but good job. Thanks, man. Yeah, dude. Um, Kyle, KK Slider rips, man. I KK Slider as somebody who's never played Animal Crossing at all. I think of KK Slider kind of similarly to how I think of. Kyle Gass in Tenacious D Pick of Destiny pre Jack Black interference. Yeah. Just kind of like playing classical acoustic guitar on the beach. Yeah. And that's cool. I, I like that. And I think that that would test well with audiences who spend Thanksgiving Day watching dog shows. I think you're right. Dog playing, dog playing a guitar, instant hit with fans of dog shows. Matt, you took a character that most people like always appears in like most hated or most annoying black black listicles. And not only did you make him one very likable, but two, you explained away the thing that everybody hates about this character as an awesome interdimensional being. And for that, I have to give you double props. <laughs> hey, thanks. 
<laughs> and that was it was very good. I also love the idea that you have a dog that can call upon cowboys <laughs> at any given moment. <laughs> because like, why wouldn't you want to summon cowboys at any beck and call at your beck and call? I mean, that's a yeah. that's a skill worth having. Hey, we said it in the flavor text. The first Ghost Rider just had cowboy powers. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We did. We did. Uh, Kyle, what a good option. KK Slider, <laughs> man. KK Slider is the best thing about Animal Crossing. I have, I have myself been through a few phases of only listening to <laughs> KK Slider covers yep. of actual songs. Mm-hmm. And Same. like, you haven't, you haven't, you, oh, yeah. So, you know, the feeling of, of listening to Ariana Grande songs, but me, well, God, God is a woman me, sung in, in me, Animalese, which is the yep. official name of the language spoken in Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> what I did was also thank you next, but in Meat Morps. Yep. <laughs> Cake Cider Animalese Meat Morps. is just a different version of Simlish. Of Simlish. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's same, I think but it's actually like it's like Japanese, but it's like it's I think it's Japanese, but like super sped up and then like and then jumble around or something. There there is a there is a like an actual the, I, I I didn't get too into the details, but the but Japanese animalese and English animalese are two different like wow yeah yeah languages as well. Um, yeah, it's so. really wild. Anyway, this was good job, guys. Yeah, um, Matt, you did you did the Matt thing and you brought the classic retro games option. Andrew, you did the Andrew thing and brought the Final Fantasy option. Sure. And and I couldn't be happier for it, Matt. You did a very good job making us making again. Usually at the top of the list of most hated video game characters, at least was there for a while when when Gen X was in charge of of pop culture, taking the most hated character and making them into something that could win a dog show and is also an interdimensional summoning being apparently. And Andrew, you brought a dog that like like does the cannonball special. And suplexes a dragon from the video I saw, which is awesome. So good, good job to you both. Well, the judges have convened, um, and they have they 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 have a choice to present. And so it seems as though your dogs fell into two different categories: dogs bred for war against God, and a dog <laughs> that isn't that. <laughs> And so, so we first have to eliminate one of the dogs bred for war against God. We have to eliminate one of those out of here. And so, I'm sorry to say, Andrew, Angelo is not going to be the choice today. Mostly on the agility course, there was a technicality where Angelo didn't step on the required yellow area as it was descending the ladder steps. Ah, damn it. We've tr- we, Angelo, we tried this at home. <laughs> uh, something about Angela. I believe you said ricocheting using the gravity of other planets did not allow it to properly step on the designated yellow area. You know, you know what it was? We we used uh, we used the gravity from Jupiter's third moon mm. instead of second moon this time. And ah, dang it! Just just threw off the yeah, the, it's threw the, off the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So so then we're left um, with Duck Hunt and KK Slider. And I gotta say, um, uh, unfortunately, Matt, it is not Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt today, and it's rigged. It's well, all rigged. Well, this so here's, competition's here's, been here's rigged. Here's the thing. Um, early on in the talent portion, you started just summoning shit, uh, which included a pixelated cowboy. And now our room is littered with pixelated dicks. They're they're dick bullets because that's what they look like in Smash Brothers, <laughs> and they're just everywhere. And and we don't know what to do with them. Also, the cowboy's still here. He didn't go away. And so we have to reckon with that. So Kyle, KK Slider is actually the winner 
of the, let me scroll back up to the name, the Debate This Headquarters <laughs> No Bummers Program Committee of its inaugural good video game goodest boy dog show. And that's pretty great because luckily for you, um, one of the things the judges really liked is that K.K. Slider is kind of almost human-like, has human-like features, so you can be <laughs> friends with it, which goes really well um, because with this award comes a contract as the mascot for the Shut Up Todd pet store where I happen oh, to buy yeah. my Lakitu, which is also very human-like. Which is barely a pet. K.K. Slider is only, will only accept the partnership with the Shut Up Todd pet store if the Shut Up Todd pet store will exclusively play K.K. Slider tunes in through the the PA it's, in it's the store. Every third song is KK Bubblegum. Every yeah. third song is yep. KK Bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, with that, thanks for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or on our website, DebateThisCast.com. If you like our shenanigans, you want to support us, please tell your friends about us. Uh, podcasts get around by word of mouth. Um, all of the favorite podcasts that we listen to, we've probably been told by our friends or... You know, all of our patrons in the Discord share their favorite podcast. So please, please, if you like what you hear, go ahead and tell your friends. Recommendations? Yeah, and tell them, tell them about a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're still listening, we, we appreciate that. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Matt Huck Dunt Hog Cole. I'm Andrew Hexen Flexen and Grinch Suplexen Henderson. And I'm Kyle, my personal favorite KK slider track is Surfin' KK, Harper. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. Ooh.